she asked, her voice coming as a muffled shriek beyond the walls of my upstairs bedroom. I rubbed at my forehead, finding my skin covered in sticky sweat. Spurred on by the panic surging through the house, I managed to climb out of bed after three days spent on my back with the flu. My legs buckled. I grabbed hold of my bedside table and knocked copies of Motion Picture Magazine and Emily Dickinson's poems to the floor with thumps and smacks and the wild fluttering of pages. The stripes of my brown and yellow wallpaper blurred and rippled before my eyes. What happened? shouted Mama again from down below. I pushed myself upright, fetched my robe from the back of my door, and eased my way down the staircase on the legs of a feeble old woman not feeling at all like a twenty-five-year-old young lady used to farm work and activity. To keep my balance, I clung to the rail with both hands, as if clutching the helm of a sinking ship. Down in the front room, my father guided my seventeen-year-old brother, Peter, toward the kitchen by half-dragging the boy beneath his armpits. Peter's right fist swelled and purpled and no longer looked like a human hand. Something dark lined the crevices in his knuckles and stained father's overalls. The two of them resembled each other with such chilling similarity at the moment. Wheat blonde hair, stocky Illinois builds, large blue eyes, dazed by booze and some unknown horror. The house reeked of whiskey because of them. Mama hounded the men into the kitchen. I clasped my temples to keep my head from swaying off my neck and rolling to the ground, which it seemed inclined to do, and followed after everyone. What did you do? Mama grabbed Peter by the wrist and pumped cold water from the sink over those ballooning fingers. Peter hollered with the same unholy racket he had made when he knocked out his two teeth jumping off a fence at the age of five. Father, his face bright red perspiration dripping off his nose, braced himself against the kitchen table. The Krauts killed our Billy, he said in a voice that was slurred and gravelly, and they dumped this damned flu into our country. I read it in the paper. They turned the germs loose in an American theater. What did you do? asked Mama again. Whose blood is this? Father lowered his head toward the table and swayed. The damned kraut went and died. I pulled my robe around my chest. Mama turned off the water and gaped at my father. What are you talking about, Frank? What German went and died? Peter leaned over the sink and vomited. Father just stood there at the table and rocked from the alcohol and the aftermath of whatever violence they had just wreaked upon some poor soul. Those krauts who own that furniture store. The last store in town owned by German immigrant bastards. Father cleared his throat with a grinding ruckus that reminded me of our old tractor sputtering its last breaths. One of them got himself killed. Mama gasped. Before she could utter a word, Father added, The police know. Everything will be fine. We don't want another Collinsville case, like that Prager lynching. No national attention.
He said all of this with his face hanging down toward the uneven grain that ran in scraggly lines across the table's blonde wood. Mama paled. Are you saying that you and Peter killed a man tonight? No. Father shook his head. That wasn't a man. He was a German. I turned and staggered out of the room. I was done. Our oak staircase seemed to stretch four stories high above me, but I grabbed the handrail and forced myself to ascend the steps. My breathing labored, the muscles in my back and legs quivering and threatening to send me toppling back down to the ground floor. My parents' shouts and cries down below roused me out of the delusion that this was all just the hallucination of a fever dream. Stop yelling at me, Alice, said Father from the kitchen, his voice volleying across the...